Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Helping to make our community a better place. This is the WOKV Ask the Experts Weekend. Discussing things that matter most to you. Have a question? Have it answered by our local experts. Now, in the house with Jared on News 104.5 WOKV. Good morning. Welcome to the In the House radio show. I am Josh Smith, producer for the In the House show. Uh, not joined today by Jared. He is actually celebrating his his son's birthday, um, Jaron, who just drove back into town. He lives up in Georgia. So Jared and Jaron are going to be spending the morning golfing together. Uh, today, we have a pretty packed schedule, and so we want to talk to you and answer your questions on home improvement, home repair. The call-in number is 855-765-1045. Again, that's 855-765-1045. We're going to be joined shortly by Sean uh, with Caterpillar Home and Outdoor, Sean Schultz. We're going to be joined, and we're going to talk to him this morning about hurricane preparedness and portable generators, the right generators for the job. Um, Sean's going to talk about uh, the sizing tool that CAT has. They have a very, uh, very good system uh, for determining the size of a generator that you could get for your house. Because, as you know, we did have that scare with Hurricane Dorian. So it's something we're going to jump into right now. Uh, Sean, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey. Hey, good morning. Thank you. Thanks for calling in this morning. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I appreciate it. It's a beautiful morning. It is. So uh, we're on here. We're talking about generators we're talking about hurricane preparedness and during hurricane dorian you know it was a big hurry up and wait it sat around and and got on top of the bahamas and just devastated parts of the bahamas oh you know just devastation like they haven't seen uh and then moved on and and really didn't have a major impact on florida at all could have could have had a major impact pretty much on the entire state uh the projected paths were all over the place as we all know uh, ranging anywhere from crossing the state near miami to coming right up um you know kind of inter- interstate four and then going uh through jacksonville so luckily none of that happened for us um you know very unfortunate for the bahamas but in that process we were doing a lot of research and i actually came across the cat um, website for the cat home and outdoor power and they have a generator sizing tool and when you go onto their site you can go through and, and click on um, you know different options and things like that and it's actually going to give you um, a recommendation on a generator so sean do you mind telling us about that site and, and um, you know where our audience can go to find that yeah for sure uh so uh the first, first and foremost, I think we can say that you need to go to cat.com forward slash home and outdoor power, and it'll take you right to the site, and you can choose, uh, you, you know, uh, size your generator. From there, I think, again, it's very important to understand that, that during a storm, you don't need to, you need to ask yourself a couple questions. 
really, what do I need to run, not what do I want to run? And then you can go through and choose, you know, like your refrigerator and your kitchen appliances and maybe even a, a two-ton or three-ton air conditioning unit and so forth. And add those on there, and it'll actually size it up for you and tell you the size of generator that you should choose uh, within the Caterpillar product line. And that's exactly what we did. Uh, I went through, and I wasn't, I didn't really hold back. So I'm um, looking at it right now, and I did, um, I did do central air, I did water well pump, and I did um, a lot of the creature comforts that we find: fans, lights, TVs. And the system returned the 12,000E, which is, um, I believe, it's the largest portable cat generator. Uh, that's out there, and so I, you know, reached out to Cat and said, "Well, let's do a project. I want to, I want to put one of these on the house, and I want to talk about it." So the plan is, we're talking about it today, in terms of sizing and what you need to think about when you're when you're purchasing a, a portable generator for your home, and then we're going to have Sean come back on in a couple weeks towards the end of hurricane season, and we're going to show pictures on our uh, Facebook page, which is in the house radio show. We're going to show pictures of the project and how we did it to make it to where it's as, as easy and simple as possible to make the transition between utility power and portable power while also uh, protecting our, our linemen. So one of the big things that you don't want to do is, uh, you know, go online and Google how to backfeed a generator to your panel and end up you know, doing it incorrectly and then really hurting someone that's trying to restore utilities. Um, so getting back to Cat, so Sean, when you go through and you you select the one the generator that you're looking for, um, do you if it comes back anything less than the twelve thousand, do you recommend just going to the twelve anyway, in terms of utility and future outlook, or would you recommend just go with what? go with what the software comes back. Yeah, so uh, there's a couple things there. You know, obviously um, money becomes an issue, and and uh, I know some people think that they can just buy a cheaper generator and it'll do exactly what they want and need. But there's a couple things I keep in mind when I look uh, at the sizing tool. First of all, I always try to go larger anyway because there's always things I want to add. Uh, there's always something bigger and better that I need to run. Or if you want your air conditioner to run, the smaller generators are not going to do that. Uh, and then, you know, if there's other projects I can use, what else can I use it for? So that's the first thing I keep in mind. From there, I look at it and say, okay, now what does it have? What does the generator have that specifically that I can use and how is it going to affect my my home or my job site or my appliance and so forth. And that's the beauty of the uh, RP12000E Caterpillar generator. This thing has less than 5% harmonic distortion. Harmonic distortion are the peaks and valleys of your electric power that's being thrown at this, you know, that this generator is producing at your appliance. So at uh, your, your current utility is between 3 and 5%. This has less than 5% giving you the same type of utility that you have in your house. So it's going to protect those sensitive electronics that uh, that are very near and dear. I mean, your refrigerator is, is uh, has got some of them have TV in them today, you know, but they all have computers today. Uh, not to mention your toaster has a computer. So uh, it's, it's very important to keep that in mind. And so, yes, I, I like the 12,000 only because it offers all of those things. Better than that, it has full three-year warranty, has nine different outlets. They're all GFCI protected. It's got 13 hours uh, or 13-gallon tank with 11 and a half hour uh 
runtime on it. Uh, this thing is is awesome. Not to mention idle control, so when it's not being used, it actually idles down. Uh, I, I, I love this generator. That's all. I I'm. You're so passionate, and I'm telling you, I'm getting as passionate as you are about it because I can't wait to work with it. There's two things that you said that I want to touch on. First, uh, before I forget, this is not as as a lot of people call in, in industry lick and stick. Correct. So this generator is a cat. This right. is not a branded product where another company that makes a, a generator bought a license to put the cat name. That is absolutely correct. And you can imagine when Caterpillar builds anything, we build it with a much higher standard than 90% of all the, the other companies out there. And definitely not the lipstick to pig type of company. This is a, a generator that's built to do the job. We like to say we build things to be rebuilt 10 years from now. Uh, this thing is just awesome. Well, and to that effect, this is a cat product. So a lot of your audience might not necessarily be a homeowner it might be the tradesman that's working on a major construction site that does need to power massive tools and massive things to get the job done so it's not just absolutely right this was not just as it's called lick and stick where it's like okay well let's slap the cat name on it so people think it's heavy duty and then sell a bunch of generators this is really a robust system that's built by cat uh, the yeah, second, that is absolutely correct. The second thing that I wanted to touch on um, was the distortion that you talked about. So during Hurricane Irma, in a pinch, because I've got four kids, we ran out, we purchased a generator, and we were using it in the house to power the refrigerator. Um, we have a fairly large refrigerator because it's a big family, a family of six. Um, just like you said, refrigerators do have modern microprocessors and computer controls in them now that we don't see on the front end. And the generator was dumping just raw power, not filtered, destroyed the circuit board. And it was uh, months of bringing a repairman back and forth, back and forth to get it right. So if you don't want to get into the engineering and, and all that, uh, the best thing to know is that you need to be at or less than 5% for the, you know, the kind of uh, rating of sensitive electronics. So this is there, which is what your utility company provides. So to avoid headaches in the future, this is a generator that you can purchase for your home and use and not worry about damaging sensitive electronics. Because when you get into it, and you get into the fine print, a lot of these generators that are at the big box stores, they'll say 20, 25% total harmonic distortion. Uh, I know for a fact there is a generator on the market that's just, or it's a monster. It's just a raw power machine. But when you call their technical helpline, they'll tell you that the total harmonic distortion is upwards of 30%, which is a major deal. You cannot um, safely run electronics, sensitive electronics, uh, with that style of generator. So, so, Sean, that's that's great information, you know, that our audience and that the general public needs to understand. Uh, what, Absolutely. Yep. Now, on your website, um, there's the sizing tool, and you can come back. And so say I live in a smaller home, and the sizing tool comes back and says, you know, um, I don't need the 12000 and like you mentioned, um, cost. So I might save some money and go with a smaller one. 
I've noticed on there that there's some that have uh, a carbon monoxide monitoring system. Could you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we hear stories every year, uh, whether it's, you know, in, in Florida or Washington State. They're literally everywhere across the nation where people want to take a generator and put it inside their house because the weather outside is really bad and they start it up and run it. And unfortunately, there, there's there's typical death that happens with that because they're, they're not made uh, to run indoors. And, you know, they cause that carbon monoxide, and, and that's, that's obviously not good for any human being. So what these carbon monoxide detectors do is they actually sense that carbon monoxide and will automatically shut down that generator if somebody does, on the, in the unfortunate uh, side, start that generator inside of uh, a garage or in their house and, and uh, in, in the wrong place. That's great technology because I can tell you during every hurricane, there's always a tragedy. Um, every hurricane that I've been through in the state of Florida, there's a tragedy that you hear about where somebody just thought, well, I'm going to put it in the garage and I'm going to have the garage door open and that'll be enough movement of air around it. And then everyone goes in the house, they go to bed, you know, whatever, the air conditioning's running or the ceiling fans so they're somewhat comfortable and then they never wake up. It is a major, major no-no. You cannot run a portable generator or generator. You cannot run it in a garage. I don't care if the garage door is wide open. The carbon monoxide can seep into the house, and it will kill you. So this is a major plus. Um, and really, I think it's a safety thing for people that say, you, you know, you're going to buy it and have it there for your family, and you're going to show, show everyone how to use it. If you're out of town or something and the power goes out for a couple hours and, you know, your kids are home and you want to make sure the food doesn't spoil, this is something that you can trust that they could use safely and not injure themselves. So that's a big plus. Sean, I love that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly right. I think, that you know, in, in just to ease your mind, I mean, there's a reason why in a garage we don't have air conditioning and or heat vents venting into that garage because of, of the seepage issues. So that's absolutely correct. Exactly. Um, I don't. I think we have to take a break. Um, are we good? Yep, we do have to take a break. So when we come back, we have a text question about a safe way to connect an external generator to the house by the electrical system. So uh, give us a call during the break, 855-765-1045. we got a line open for you. Welcome back to the In the House Show. We are here live every Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. to discuss your home improvement and home repair questions. Uh, this morning we are joined by Sean Stoltz with Caterpillar uh, Caterpillar Outdoor Power. I keep getting that wrong. Um, sorry, Caterpillar Home and Outdoor Power. So we're joined by Sean. We're going to talk about um, generators and generator safety. We have a line open for you at 855-765-1045. Again, that's 855-765-1045. And we do have an email question that I wanted to get to, Sean, because uh, we've got about four minutes until the uh, bottom of the hour news. So I think we can get this in before then. And then it says, is there a safe way to connect an external generator to the entire house electrical system by plugging it in? Yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, there's a couple things that we need to uh, we need to do here. First, uh, understand that it's, there's going to have to be some manipulation to your electric panel. So the best thing to do is to hire a licensed electrician to um, to connect what's called a manual transfer switch. And what that manual transfer switch will do is you'll pick the certain circuits that you want to run. So, for instance, I would pick my uh, my two-turn air conditioning unit and my kitchen because I know I need those during a power outage. And then I would have him wire those into that 50-amp manual transfer switch. Um, and then really all you need is the cord between the generator and that manual transfer switch, and it, uh, it it's ready to go at that point. And that's 100% correct. Um, what Sean is saying is exactly what you want to do. You want to bring in a licensed electrician to make that connection for you. Um, you know, with hurricanes, we have power outages, and with power outages, we generally see in the news tragedies, and it's always two types. One is carbon monoxide poisoning, and the other one, is where someone didn't know what they were doing. They connected a generator to their home. It backfed to the to the electrical grid and either injured or killed a lineman that's doing the work. Uh, transformers don't know which way the power is going. So if it comes from your house at uh, 220, 240, it will step up to the line voltage and potentially kill someone that's trying to do the work. So 100%, you need to hire a licensed electrician to do that. And then you're going to do it safely, and it's going to be easy. You know, you just roll the generator out, put it away from the house, plug the cord into the generator, turn it on, plug it into the house, and and, and you're up and running. Um, so that's, you know, it's just great technology, and if you do it right and you do the, pre the preparation now, you're not going to have to worry about it. We've been very fortunate this hurricane season. Um Luckily, Dorian was a miss for us. Unfortunately, it was a it was a hit on the Bahamas, um, and our thoughts and prayers are still with those people there recovering. It's a terrible tragedy that they're having to go through. Um, but and I did see I actually saw something on Facebook this morning about it's from the Bahamas, basically showing a, the map of the island, saying, "Hey, we're still open for business." So if you're thinking about a vacation, definitely check out what they've got to offer because the more money that, that visits the Bahamas, the, the more help that they're going to get recovering because uh, their economy is going to need it. Uh, so, Sean, I wanted to thank you for, for spending your Saturday morning with us talking about portable generators and, and, and CAT. So thank you so much for calling in today. Thank you very much. It was fun, and I look forward to seeing you guys and talking to you again soon. Absolutely. And so you heard it here on the In the House show. Uh, we're going to have a project coming up before the end of hurricane season. We're going to bring Sean back on. We're going to post pictures of it to our Facebook page and our, our website to show the work that we've done. Um, it's going to feature the 12,000E, so the CAT 12,000 or CAT RP12000E portable generator. And we're going to do it right. We're going to have it connected to the house with a manual transfer switch. And it's going to be set up to where after a storm, you know, one of my even one of my kids could come outside and set it up. Uh, so we're going to do it right. And uh, and we, we thank Kat for coming on and giving us all the, the great information that they did today. Our Facebook is at In the House Radio Show. Again, that's in at In the House Radio Show. Check us out and uh, definitely check out Caterpillar Home and Outdoor Power. We're linking uh, some posts from them on our Facebook right now. Coming up on the bottom of the hour for some news, 
we got a line open for you. Give us a call at 855-765-1045. Again, 855-765-1045. Hey, hey, we are back with the In the House Show. Here to answer your home improvement, home repair questions. If you've got a leaky faucet or a roof question, tile question, uh, generator question, give us a call. Uh, we're here to answer your questions. It's 855-765-1045. That number again is 855-765-1045. Um, we were just joined by Sean Stoltz from Cat Home and Outdoor Power. Uh, great company, great products. Cannot wait to do some things with them in the future. Um, you know, we're still in the midst of hurricane season. Things might be slowing down a little bit and cooling down, but um, in the end, we're still there and things could pop up at any time. So the the goal is to be prepared. So if you have any kind of questions about hurricane preparedness, um, sizing of generators, anything like that, give us a call at 855-765-1045. Um, and check out our Facebook, which is In the House Radio Show. Uh, we've got links there this morning to the cat home and outdoor power page where they have their generator sizing tool it's definitely one of the easiest generator sizing tools i've ever used uh doesn't request a bunch of information from you doesn't make you join an email list or anything like that just gives you the information you need right there at your fingertips and then you can make a decision so again big thanks to cat for uh for joining us this saturday and talking uh home home repair and, and uh or home hurricane preparedness and generators and generator safety um so we did have a, a text question uh it was about um essentially it's about water hammer so it reads um that they just had a new sink and faucet installed a couple weeks ago and they've noticed now that when they turn the water on and turn it off that there's uh, a clinking sound with the pipes what that clinking is um is actually it's a what traditionally is called water hammer and so what it is it's it's when the valve closes for the sink it's hydraulic pressure that's built up in the line that's causing a rattle or banging sound um that is it's a nuisance because um you know it's just loud and and kind of uh, obnoxious uh but over time, it could cause further problems. So if you have that situation um, and you're handy, you can actually go to the big box store and they sell products that will arrest that sound and prevent that effect from happening. Um, or you could just call a plumber uh, and just explain over the phone that you have a, a water hammer occurring when you uh, turn your faucet off in your in your kitchen or bathroom, wherever it may be. And they can know, they'll know exactly what that is. And when they come, they can come prepared to install the correct fitting, uh, that's going to prevent that noise from happening. So that's a great question. Um, I haven't actually seen that question in a long time. Uh, it's one of those things that comes up every once in a while. And, uh, it's good to get to because, um, fixing it now, preventing that sound, um, will definitely save later on some major repairs if it were to cause one of the pipes to, for instance, if a pipe is rubbing up against something so like PVC or even copper rubbing up against something uh, metal or sharp over time can actually wear through the pipe and then you could have a leak. So definitely something to get looked at. Uh, 
Again, there's a line open for you if you have a question for us, 855-765-1045. We do have some text questions to get to. Uh, We got to the one about connecting the generator. We definitely want to use an automatic transfer switch. Uh, And then we had one that says, my dishwasher isn't draining all the water. Is it a problem with the dishwasher or the plumbing? Well, it could actually be both. So it could be that the pump in the dishwasher is not working and not pumping, uh, or it could be that the plumbing is uh, backed up. So one easy way to test that would be to fill the sink with water, and if the sink is slow to drain on its own, chances are it's due to the sink. Um, if you only notice this when the dishwasher's on, then most likely it's related to the dishwasher. Uh, And when you open the door to the dishwasher, if you see a bunch of standing water in there, especially standing water that's dirty, uh, chances are it's it's related to the dishwasher pump. Uh, Most dishwashers, actually, I don't know really of any that are not that are not pumped. Most of them are not gravity fed. They have a pump that's required to get the water, lift it vertically from the dishwasher into the drain line of the sink. So if that's the case, if you open your dishwasher and there's a bunch of standing water in there and it looks gray because it's got a bunch of soap and, and food and stuff like that in there, uh, and that's not making it happen, check the bottom of it. Take all the dishes out. It could just be that it's clogged. There could be food gunked up there, uh, and it could be clogged. If it's not clogged um, and you don't, you don't see any uh, obstructions, then it could easily be that the pump has either gone bad or there's um, most of them have a little macerator in there that spins and kind of chews up the the food uh, particles and then helps get them out. So it could be that that's actually just damaged. So if you're handy, uh, you could just go in there and start kind of taking that apart. And if you find that that's what it is, if the blades are just worn and it's not working, you could go with that or uh, the alternative is just to call an appliance repairman, uh, have them come out, and it should be an easy fix. So nothing severe there. Um, in terms of hurricane season and roofing, we just had a, a text question about shingle granulars being found in the driveway. So basically, I had my roof done years ago over 10 years old, a lot of rain happened a couple months ago and just noticed a lot of granular in my driveway. So the granular is, uh, is, is rock, essentially. It's, it's the protective coating of the shingle. And so if that on an asphalt shingle is missing, what will happen is the fiberglass bed of the shingle will get exposed and it can cause the shingle to age rapidly and fail. Uh, so if you've noticed in your home, uh, you know, if this is your case, that there's a lot of that in the gutters and also where the gutter downspout comes down and, you know, enters the yard or the driveway, if you've noticed a lot of granular there and you're concerned about your roof, definitely give Universal Roof and Contracting a call at 904-495-0948. Again, that's 904 904- Four nine five zero nine four eight. I'll say that one more time: nine zero four four nine five zero nine four eight. You don't want that to happen. You can shorten the life of your roof. Um, 
Traditionally, we see it a lot. When you put a brand new roof on, some granular loss is expected because you've just, you know, installed the shingles and a lot of guys have been up there working and walking around. So you expect that. Um, if it, the roof is, you know, in this case, 10 years old and you notice that, it could very well be that you had a storm that caused that damage. Uh, Hailstorms notoriously cause that kind of damage where the granular loss occurs. So it could be that. Uh, it could also be uh, a shingle defect. So what you want to do is have that looked at by a by a licensed roofer. Uh, Universal Roof and Contractor will do that for free, give you a free estimate, or give you their opinion and tell you that the that the roof is fine. Maybe um, it's just it just happens to be that you just noticed it, uh, or it could be that there's something really going on there. Maybe a hailstorm uh, or uh, just the roof is getting very old. But you definitely want to take a look at that. You don't want granular loss because that will cause the shingles to eventually fail uh, and cause leaks because um, that's what's there to protect the shingle from from the sun and the elements. Uh, we have another question. Uh, it says, garage door will only go halfway up. Any ideas? Uh, so we've, we actually uh, have done projects in the past with Haas garage doors. Haas is a manufacturer of garage doors. They make some, some fantastic products. We actually did one at, uh, at Ken's man cave slash garage where there's, there's four garage doors there and they're all insulated. Um, and so if the garage door is going up only halfway, uh, first thing you want to do is check the track and make sure that you're not looking at an obstruction. Uh, it could be a physical obstruction where something got into the track or the track may be bent, and it's preventing the door from going up all the way. If it's something as simple as a, you know a wood chip or something that's blocking it, you've solved the problem. Uh, beyond that, you can get into if it's the frame of the track and you notice it's bent, you do not want to mess with that yourself. That's something you want to bring in um, a, a actual garage door repair company, uh, and there's plenty of great ones out there. The reason I say that is because the track is what supports the door. So it might not be as simple as bending the track back, because if you were to bend it a certain way, you could either pinch it to where the garage, where the door will not go up or down past a certain point, or you could actually bend it to where you're now a risk of the door coming off the track. So you don't want to do that kind of stuff on your own, especially um, if you really don't know what happened to it. So just out of nowhere, if the track is bent and torqued, that could be a sign of something that happened. Maybe a wheel got stuck, the motor kept pulling, didn't stop, and, and torqued the track. Uh, and then it could be something uh, with the sensors and the safety gear. So um, I definitely recommend taking a look at the sensors at the bottom of each door. There's one on the left and right. Those sensors prevent, you know, children, dogs, us from walking under the door while it's closing. It could be that that's just out of alignment. Um, and if that's the case, uh, you definitely want to just kind of realign them and clean them. Those are things that you can do very easily on your own. They point at each other. Uh, and as long as they're pointing at each other and the lenses are clear, you should be good to go. You can also get into a situation where I've actually <laughs> – this is surprising. I've heard of this. Um, the new, new style openers that connect to Wi-Fi um, – we actually had someone that called in um, probably six months ago and let us know about making sure to change your passwords. 
So uh, it was a woman that had gotten a divorce, and apparently her uh, ex was playing games on her and opening the door, you know, at weird hours and stuff like that, um, because he still had remote access to the system. So it could be something like that where you've got a, you know, old flame that's that's playing a practical joke on you, um, or it could be something more serious. Um, and then the final thing that you could get into really is the spring. So. If the if anything involving the spring is wrong, that is something you have to have a garage door uh, person deal with. Uh, the springs are incredibly dangerous. There is a tremendous amount of pressure behind those springs, and uh, attempting to work with that, especially if you've never done it before and you don't know what you're doing, uh, could lead into a very very serious injury or even death. Uh, you can. Go online and, and search and see plenty of stories, um, you know, and the fact that there's even one story is, is bad enough. But there's plenty of stories about, you know, people that just went out in their garage and and tried to mess with it or tighten it because they thought that uh, it needed to be tightened. And, you know, you save a couple hundred bucks and you lose an eye or or worse, lose your life. So please do not mess with the uh, with the spring on a garage door on your own. Uh, hire someone for that that music means we're coming up on a break we're coming into the last segment of today's show give us a call at 855-765-1045 we're here to answer your home improvement questions again that's 855-765-1045 we'll be right back and we are back in the house show Final segment here for this Saturday. If you have any questions, any burning questions you want to get to before the show's over, give us a call at 855-765-1045. Again, that's 855-765-1045. And we're going to go to Jeff. We got a call this morning. Jeff, good morning. How you doing? We actually lost Jeff. Uh, I guess uh, Jeff couldn't stick around or uh, lost the connection. Oh, okay. So we lost Jeff. That's no worries. Uh, it, it did say there was a comment about a garage door limit switch. Um, so I don't know if he had a question about replacing it um, or if he was um, going to have a comment about that. But um, in general, the garage door limit switch uh, is something that uh, you can um, access yourself because that limits the up and down travel of the door. Um in terms of replacing it, if you think that that's defective or broken, you would want to, uh, unless you're extremely handy, you would want to, um, you know, reach out to a garage door repair man or uh, repair person and have them uh, come in and replace that for you because um, it is a pretty involved repair and pretty much the entire time you're going to be standing on a ladder uh, working on the um, on the motor itself. So uh, that's a good call for this morning. Uh, Again, 855-765-1045. We had an action-packed, filled show this this day, this Saturday. We talked about generators. We talked about hurricane preparedness. um, Talked about generator safety, plumbing. Uh, If you have a question, um, be sure to tune in next week. We're live every Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. And I did have a question to get to, a text question. let me get to it right here. Uh, painting. Oh, what are the pros and cons of a home water softener system? 
Uh, that's the one I wanted to get to. Uh, and so that is a, is a great question. Uh, I actually have a Pelican system at my home. Um, it is a great company, great system. Uh, the way it works, because I have well water, is that the water, you know, comes up from the well and initially goes through a chlorine injection and that kind of sterilizes the water, but also helps remove the sulfur smell and any iron. Uh, it then goes into a tank where it, it's allowed to settle and the iron can fall out and the reactions can occur to keep the water, you know, clean and safe, but also get rid of that sulfur smell and the iron. It goes into a carbon filter next. That carbon filter pulls out the chlorine. Uh, and then it finally goes through a softener, which is a resin bed, uh, and then it goes into the house. There's different types of softeners. I'm a big fan of the kind that involve regeneration. Um, you can get a salt-free softener system. Um, Pelican uh, sells both. I happen to have the one that uses the salt, uh, and I just I just personally feel like it works better. Um, my water situation, it's very hard water, so... Uh, it needs that extra um, that you get from the from a salt-based system. So the way that that works is there's a tank that's called the brine tank. Uh, that tank is filled with salt, and then it fills up with with a little bit of water, and it's automatic. So as the softener needs to regenerate, which is on a timer, um, it will generally around three or four o'clock in the morning, it will turn on. Uh, does a couple backwash cycles, and then it will go into uh, a brine fill where it takes that super salty water from that tank, injects it into the softener, allows the exchange to happen between the the resin to regenerate it, and then it will purge that back out, and then uh, the tank refills with more water. So that is a salt-based system. It requires maintenance. Um, I go to the big box store monthly and purchase uh, salt crystals, and I'll just, you know, put 40. Uh, it's two 40-pound bags, so mine takes about 80 pounds of salt a month. Um, uh, but in all in all, I have a family of six, and the kids love the water. Um, it's very good. You know, we don't we don't drink it. Um, it is well water, so we actually bring in a bottle water surface from that. Um, but we that's the system we have, and it, it's great for bathing. We never have a problem washing our clothes. We never have a problem with our dishes. Um, and if we were to drink it, we would just go with a we would just add like an RO system at the sink and then do that. But we um, we've had a very good uh, relationship with our water delivery service, so we chose to go that route for drinking water. But Again, that's Pelican Water. Uh, they've we've had them on the show before to discuss water quality, water treatment options. Uh, so, if you have well water or if you have uh, city water, municipal water, uh, you know, go online and, and do a search for Pelican Water. Uh, I believe that they have an option where they come out and they do a water test, uh, and they can give you recommendations based on that. Um, and when I did it, it was actually a send-out test. So they, they actually sent it to a lab and came back with results. And because, you know, uh, it's not like a, a big box store where one size fits all. So they'll come back with a personalized recommendation of exactly what you need for your water situation. Um, and, it you know, they just do a great job with that. So uh, that's Pelican Water. I'd highly recommend if you're if you're looking to spruce up your water quality to look into them. Um, and we have a line open for you, uh, but we're coming up on the end of the show. So if you have any roofing questions, need an estimate, 
while looked at for free and inspected. We're still in hurricane season. Give Universal Roofing Contracting a call at 904-495-0948. Again, that's 904-495-0948. Or go to their website, universalroof.com. That's universalroof.com. My name is Josh Smith. I'm the producer for the In the House Show. Glad to be here with you this Saturday to chat home improvement and generator safety, plumbing, electrical, all that. Everybody stay safe this weekend. Have a great time. And as Ken says, God bless. See ya.